Hi, this is Anita Westlake, and thank you for choosing The Balanced Life with Diabetes. Today, we're going to have a guest living with type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is when the body does not use its insulin properly, and most of these people are on medication and have to balance their diabetes through diet, activity, and medication. Maureen has been living with diabetes for seven years, diagnosed about the age of 63. She was in the financial industry for over 35 years while taking care of her ailing father for the last several years of his life. Maureen is now retired and enjoys her family life with her two sons and grandchildren. Hi, Maureen. Hi, Anita. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm great. And I, I wanted to thank you for joining me today on Choosing the Balanced Life with Diabetes. Oh, you're very welcome. My pleasure. Hope I can help. So, um, you were diagnosed about seven years ago with type 2 diabetes? Yes. And what happened around that? How did you come to be diagnosed? Were you ill for a period of time? or I had been ill before, and uh, unfortunately, I came home and when I retired, and it just uh, took life easy and laid around, and before long... Um, my doctors were doing some blood work and discovered that I had uh, diabetes, type 2 diabetes. It was rather a shock. It must have been. So what was your initial feeling when they told you you had diabetes, your initial reaction to this? Total denial. Absolutely total denial. I couldn't get diabetes. Nobody in my family had ever had it. So I was really pretty upset and didn't understand, but eventually got the help that was needed. And what kind of help did you initially get when you were diagnosed? I was um, given medication that uh, managed to decrease the sugar level totals, but unfortunately it was uh, medication the metformin, but it didn't agree with me and I didn't go out of the house for probably four months because it caused um, acute diarrhea. Oh, that's a shame. So at that point, um, you, I would imagine, had gone to the doctor and shared this? Yes, and then he referred me to an endocrinologist, uh, which was a, a great move, and she was able to... Uh, get me onto uh, Atlantis insulin at night and a different type of insulin uh, before each meal. And that certainly got my totals where they should be. Um, however, it was awkward taking the uh, hemolog, which was the one that I, the insulin that I used during the day, and um, eventually I had some lows, and I was taken off the hemolog and just worked with the Lantus at night. So you started um, with pills. We're just going to keep it simple. You started to treat it with pills, which didn't agree with you. Right. And then you went to insulin. Two types, right? But that wasn't really working out well either. So they adjusted it again. 
And is this um, an, a regimen now that suits you a little bit better? Yes, but my toes are are uh, still not where they should be, so I may go back on uh, the hemolog before, let's say, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Starting off, it's a whole new way of life. Absolutely, and I and I might add, not a very pleasant one to begin with. Well, did you find at the beginning? Um, when you were first diagnosed and they went through, you know, just some of the um, things that you do in, in your management, like testing your blood sugars, taking your medication, um, eating properly, balancing out your intake of food with your medication. And of course, the the way you tell if this is working properly and have some success is through testing your blood sugars. Now, was this easy at the beginning? Were you more motivated or have you found that it's gotten easier as time has gone on? Actually, it's quite the reverse and it should have been the other way around. Um, as life becomes a little complicated as you get older, uh, even though you're retired, it seems that there was never a good time to test. So the testing was, was off and it was frustrating because I felt that I could do better and I couldn't understand why I wasn't doing better. So at the beginning, you weren't testing at all? At the very beginning, I was testing and I was doing fairly well. Uh, we supplied a list. My classmates and I supplied a list of food that we ate for a week and submitted it to the nutritionist at the diabetes center which was a great idea. Of course, uh, it sounds all wonderful, but all of a sudden, gee, I got tired of eating the same thing day in and day out. And I found that it was rather difficult to switch different types of food. And I was starting to, uh, my other complication uh, before I was diagnosed with diabetes was slowly dissipating. And I felt that um, I should be able to go and live life as I wanted to and eat what I wanted to. And then my total started to to get out of whack again. So before you were diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, you had other health concerns. And yes. as you just mentioned, those health concerns kind of um, started to go away. And of course, you st- but you still have diabetes. But I guess that was a struggle, and that was very trying. And once that was over, you wanted a break. And diabetes is work every day. Yes, it is. Certainly is. But and 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 if I could do it all again, I would have listened to my son's advice, who said, "Get out of that bed. You've got to get up and exercise every day, even a walk around the block," because I really felt that that's that was the major factor in my getting diabetes plus plus eating the sugar no exercise and, and eating sugar um, sweet buns and donuts and things like that so you think this is more about um, weight issues and lack of activity and that's why you have type 2 diabetes which by the way is very common that's the only thing I can, that's the only reason I can come up with. 
as to why I ended up with diabetes because it affects your sugar, it affects your, or, or sugar affects it, uh, your exercise affects it, um, probably your, your mental uh, stability or emotional factors affect it. Uh, it's a very, very complicated a disease, and as I go on, I learn a little bit more about it all the time. So hopefully, this will make it a little bit easier to understand. Well, and you're right. Everything does affect your disease. So food, medication, exercise, emotions, um, all of that, your well-being, being emotions, all of that affect diabetes. So there's always a little checklist that we learn about when we're first diagnosed, because at that point we are learning and they, they talk a lot about food. They talk a lot about testing and of course your medication, but your well-being is such an important part of the equation. Oh, do you mean emotionally? Yes. Your well-being as a person, your mindset and how, how you're going to handle your new reality. How do you find that? Do you find that, you know, maybe sometimes when we're not, uh, when we get down or we have a lot going on around us, that management suffers? Very, very true. You're absolutely right. It certainly does suffer. And you become frustrated. You become uh, sort of forlorn about the whole thing. And uh, it takes you a little while to get back into the proper mindset where you can tackle it each day as it has to be done. And and that's it. I mean, every day is a new day, you know? Yeah. And we always have blood sugar things to handle. Let's put it that way. So balancing exercise, medication, uh, and I mean activity, not just formal exercise, but activities, food, medication, all of that is, isn't a walk in the park. So do you find that you get discouraged or have you gotten discouraged when over one blood sugar? You know, maybe you didn't have a great blood sugar. Maybe you, you went out for lunch and you didn't calculate properly and you mm. ate some things that weren't accounted for with your medication. Did well, you find sometimes. that that was an issue for you that it, overall it, it really brought you down? Um, absolutely, because there were other issues going on in my life at the time whereby I completely forgot to take blood sugars. I always remembered, remembered my insulin at night, um, but I found it a struggle to take totals during the day because, again, I wasn't at home, and it was very difficult to dealing with it, and I sort of put it on the side burner, which didn't really make me happy, but that was the only way I could deal with it without getting a little bit crazy about the whole thing. And when you say the whole thing, do you mean in having to this big life change and managing diabetes? Right, and to and to live with it. So what, what would you say after seven years, which is still, what is still the biggest challenge for you? On a daily basis? Uh, improper food intake and taking totals. 
uh, is is taking the blood check. So testing your blood sugars, and then of course um, managing your intake of food, right, is two of the biggest things that you struggle with. That's right. So along the way, and I, you know, we've talked at length before. You must have found some things that work for you because you are doing uh, well. You have made progress, right? You're you're exercising more than you had before. That's correct. Um, and so there is some motivation there. There's some motivation to take care of yourself, which is wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. And so along the way, especially with food, because that can, that's trying for so, so many people, even without diabetes, what are some well, of I, the things that you have, uh, curbed and that, that work for you that you feel good about that you want to share that are successes for you? Well, I found that just a small, healthy salad, plus whatever I was eating anyway, um, for instance, tuna on ground-dried bread or, or something similar, plus a salad, cucumber, tomato, lettuce, um, bok choy or whatever you wish to put in the salad uh, at the same time, or um, just a total vegetable soup that this at lunchtime uh, became a terrific asset. I also make sure that there are many vegetables in the, in the evening meal every day. And that can become a bit of a drag too. Well, what should I have? I'm tired of broccoli, I'm tired of cauliflower, uh, carrots and beans and things. But if you mix it up just a little bit, um, it's it's livable. It's doable. So and some of it is you get a little bit bored, maybe, and old habits want to creep back in on the scene, where maybe you're not even mo- feel motivated to cook. So what do you have? And that's when I think old habits. If if you know, I'm speaking from experience, but old habits may creep in if you've you know. Okay, I'm just going to grab pizza. Not that we can have pizza, but. It is full of carbs. Well, fortunately, I enjoy healthy, good food. Uh, where I fall down is dessert. Ah, so it's, it's not necessarily very, in the main meal. It's not more... the main meal. It's the dessert. And I feel that if I've been good all day, I deserve that little piece of cake. Uh, the problem is sometimes I don't stop at one piece. I might have two. And, of course, then you feel bad because, you know, you've upset your totals. And sometimes I'll have the same thing at lunch where I have uh, two desserts that day. And, you know, (laughs) I know it can't go on, but it's really hard to stop. So now is that something you've been able to curb? Was it worse before? Um, You know, has exercise kind of helped with the sugars, even when you've had a little bit of dessert? Do you count this in where you can take extra medication when you have these little added extras? Or how how are you handling that? Unfortunately, usually I'm not at home. So uh, I guess I would have to carry my insulin. But for a while, for four or five months, I wasn't eating at home. I was eating out because I was uh, helping a person in need. 
and uh, so meals were a little bit sporadic, but when I did eat, I did eat properly, and I was able to, uh, after four months of this, I was able to get my totals down to about, I think, 7.5, and for me, that was very good, since they were at 8.8, however... uh, That's a significant drop. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. I was very pleased and had no idea this was actually happening because I wasn't testing at the time. Ooh. But, um, right, <laughs> you know. So, And I'm chuckling at saying, ooh, although your totals went down, you would have been more aware had you been testing. That's right. That's right. But had I been testing... Um, I don't think I could have done what I was doing at the time. and Now, why is that? I, I'm very curious. I don't know. I don't know because I know a lot of people, other people go swimming and they take their tester kits with them and know what's going on. I had a few lows uh, when I first got into the uh, uh, and cons and living with diabetes and they really, really scared me. So I'm, I think I mentally decided that I would never let that happen again and therefore uh, began overeating to make sure that these lows didn't happen again. So in other words, you felt more comfortable with your sugar riding a little high than dealing with a low blood sugar? Absolutely. So- no question. What what happens when you have a low blood sugar? Well, I, I, I almost passed out. I fell down. I was in the garden, and I fell into my plants and uh, onto the earth. And uh, it was I couldn't I couldn't really get up myself. So fortunately, uh, my husband was around, and I was he was able to help me up and get me into the house. Um, of course. <laughs> Half a chocolate bar right away, because this had never happened, and it and I it happened another couple of times, and then I realized that if I'm going to be doing physical work, that I had better have some food around that would compensate or help me get through the the lows. Now, having said that, this is where the balance comes in. So activity. You're, you're going to um, increase the strength of your insulin. And I'm just using layman terms, okay, so we can all relate to this. So that's when you may have a low. So now you know, and I mean, it is a trial and error. That's how we learn. That's how we find success. Right. That if you're going to be active, you know, not the norm where you've allowed for this, but, you know, maybe you take a juice box out with you when you're gardening or some chocolate, or something that if you feel it come on, that you can deal with it right away. Would that add some security around your, you know, you you dealing with a low blood sugar? Yes, it probably would. That's a good idea. You know, there's simple little things that we can do to feel more powerful and successful in managing our diabetes. Um, And that knowledge and knowing where you are and what you can do is empowering. Yes, I can see that. And and the further you go with it, 
uh, the more obviously benefit you, you reap from it so that it doesn't empower you and overtake your life and, and you know, hopefully nothing disastrous happens. Well, you know, one, one blood sugar is not going to define you. It's really on, um, you know, over a length of time. And even then, people that I've spoke to that, you know, they've had difficulties over a long period of time. They keep working at it and keep moving forward and, you know, aiming for this success. And what is their goal? Because everyone has a goal in mind. We're not all perfect, no matter what, but we have goals. And every step we take towards that is success. I see. You must have some goals in mind. You, I mean, you've done so well. You brought your sugars down to a 7.5. And again, I have to congratulate you because it can be a struggle. So Why, thank you. Do you have any, any goals presently that you would feel would make you feel more empowered or equal success? Well, it would be wonderful to get them down to 7 and be able to manage it and sort of level it off between maybe 6.5 and 7, um, that would suit me fine. I know that's not uh, what the specialists are aiming for necessarily, but um, I think everybody's an individual and what works for one may not work for another. Some people's totals may just normally, just, just the way their body is, run a little bit higher. Uh, some run, seem to run lower. And yet, I don't know, everybody seems to survive fairly well. I don't quite understand it all, but... It's I'll a hard there. thing. It's, it's a hard thing. But at the end of the day, what we need to understand and, and be comfortable with is our own bodies. Don't you agree? You get to learn... And again, testing is just so very important. What works for you? Well, when I have this type of food, my blood my blood sugars really go up quite quickly versus another type of food. And that, you know, having a high blood sugar doesn't feel wonderful either. And I don't know how much of that you've experienced, but it's not a wonderful thing to uh, deal with along with a low. Well, as time goes on, we learn more and more about it, and we learn more about our bodies. Um, I also have a, a problem with weight, and it's not um, it's not absolutely ridiculous, but it's still a problem. And you know, balancing the food, the exercise, uh, and just trying to continue on a positive note as opposed to negative uh, should help in time uh, help me realize my goals. So right now you're still feeling your way along and I think that's an ongoing thing. We all feel our way along and you know when you've uh, had a the cold or you know the flu do you find that affects you too and how you manage your diabetes? Uh, not, not, not to much degree. Uh, I've been very lucky that way, but then I haven't been really, really sick. So it's hard for me to tell 
So that's great, um, though. If the last seven years you haven't really been ill, you're, right. um, you know, you're adding exercise into your life. Right, right. That's that's been very important, especially the last couple of years. And thanks to you for suggesting uh, swimming, aqua fitness, and swimming because that's been absolutely wonderful, and I'm sure that's what's helping to maintain uh, my totals. Well, swimming's great. So if you, you know, if you have some um, issues with movement, you're not going to, you know, it's not going to hurt your joints. If you get in there and move around and have some fun, right? I mean, it's not just about... No, it is fun. Yeah, it's about having some fun with it. And, And then, you know, as you move along and your sugars get better... You can kind of calm down about some other things. Food, I find a lot of people have some anxieties around. And it's how you look at it. You know, we should all eat healthy, all of us, and um, cut back on certain things. But the biggest thing is balancing that with medication and activity. Right. Right. I certainly agree there, 100%. You know, and, and learning, okay, I've had a successful day. And I feel really good about the day and not maybe treating yourself with something or saying, you know, I deserve to fall off the wagon may not be the best outlook to have, but it happens. <laughs> I can see that. Right. I, I mean, can see it happening. Absolutely. And it happens. I've been such a good girl. <laughs> I can have a chocolate. <laughs> and yes. Of, and, and of it's, course, it's a terrible habit to get into. You're rewarding yourself. You're not rewarding yourself with something that's really positive. It's actually quite a quite a negative reward uh, when you have candies and sugary type foods. But there's other rewards you can give yourself. Have you found, you know, have you played with that a little bit? So if that's a reward, oh, I've been a really good girl. I've dealt with some issues that I've, you know, struggled with. And so now I deserve something because I've been really good. Have you kind of shifted your way of thinking? Maybe it's not food that you reward yourself with. Um, well, you've got me there. You know, I'm just, I, I'm putting it out there because it's such a common thing that we all do if we get upset. You know, we're having a hard day. There's mindless eating. We reward ourselves with food. Maybe there's a shift, a different way of thinking and not with food, but maybe with something else. Maybe, I don't know, do your nails or have a bath and just relax and listen to some music. You can have some quiet time to yourself. Maybe that's, you know, a reward. It could be the movies. It could be anything, but maybe some gradual shifts towards that. That's true because actually um, if you're, if you're sort of out of the house, maybe doing gardening even, um, or going for a drive or going for a walk in a park, uh, it, it's getting you away from the food influence that is in every home. What's in my fridge? How can I, you know, what can I eat now? I've been good, but it's not healthy good. Well, so what you're saying is I've been good, so I'm going to give myself a treat that's not good? Well, that's what happens, isn't it? If you're out of the house, you can't get at the fridge, you can't get at the treats, and you're 
occupying your mind with something other than food. And and that is successful for you. When you go out and you're busy, right. that works for you. That keeps you um, away like, from mindless eating. Or like a crush on a new boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> things that take your mind off food. <laughs> well, that would be a distraction. <laughs> and a good one, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> so what about... Um, before you had diabetes, did you find that you were as active? Have you added extra exercise into your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I exercised before because I saw what happened when old people didn't exercise. And because I looked after my father for four years with uh, um, continuing Alzheimer. Uh, disease, I noticed that a lot of elderly people had great difficulty getting around and not because they were overweight necessarily, just because possibly they had arthritis or rheumatism or or any other uh, disease that affected their joints. And I ended up, I was at curves for possibly uh, four years off and on. And uh, now, I just found- to be clear for those that don't know, that's a um, gym curves, and it's geared for women. Yes. yes. So did you do you find did you find that useful? Did you did you you said you went for a while off and on? Well, I I did find it very useful, uh, but unfortunately, after a few years, I sort of became bored with the same routine and decided to try on the advice of a friend uh, swimming in a pool that uh, turned out to be my my savior, I would have to say, because, first of all, I really enjoyed swimming. I was a lifeguard when I was a teenager and felt that when you're enjoying what you're doing, you never get tired of it. I've met new people. Uh, it's been a wonderful um, social tool, and uh, I just uh, really enjoy it. And I've been now for two years, and I'm almost up to four times a week. Oh, now that's uh, amazing because I know aqua. I know the struggle you had when you initially started with um, just fitting it into your daily routine, even getting there walking around. So to hear that you're up to four times a week, wow, what, um, what an accomplishment. Well, thank you. It's, it's been worth it. Um, I really hope to even do better, but I think I'm just, I'm, I'm at my limit for a while. That's for sure. (laughs) And that is success though. So a couple of years ago when I first, you know, met you and we were talking about diabetes, um, you know, there wasn't as much exercise going on. I know that you were, you know, kind of struggling a little bit with choices of food and, and being bored um, and, and not feeling all that empowered rather than frustrated. But it seems that in the last couple of years, adding the exercise and knowing that you have some choices in your diet, that you don't have to eat the same thing all the time, has really made a difference. Uh, it has. It really has. I certainly haven't felt this good for many, many years. 
and I think the exercise has an awful lot to do with it. Now I just have to work on the food, get some weight off, and uh, things can only improve. And that's wonderful. And, you know, I like the way that you've taken the steps. You didn't overwhelm yourself because I think some people overwhelm themselves rather than take a step at a time and just keep walking towards success. It does become, it really does become overwhelming to the point of just total frustration because it seems everything you put in your mouth isn't what you should be eating. And that takes a while to sort of get over, get accustomed to, uh, make better and different choices. Uh, It takes a long time to sort of come to terms with all that. And so what finally made you more comfortable in coming to terms with some of that? Was it just, just a slow progression or did you have a wow moment where you thought, you know what, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going to do and just move on from here. Was it like a pop or was it a slow progression towards? Just a slow progression. So a steady, a, a steady movement towards success, or That's the, right. the empowerment. That's right. Now I know that we've talked about um, visits to the endocrinologist, which is a diabetic doctor um, who deals with your diabetes, helps guide you. Now we had an interesting conversation that is just uh, so common amongst so many diabetics, but I like to talk about it because. Prior to the appointment, um, people have a panic state because they know they're going to walk in and if they haven't been testing and recording it, they have to go to the doctor and say, I don't have any blood sugars to share with you. And that is disastrous because the doctors really don't want to see you until you have those totals. They can't help you if they don't can't see your totals. So really, you know, that going in prepared is very empowering. And I know that you had a difference in your appointments where you didn't feel as prepared and you had the panic stage. And then when you had more testing to offer to the doctor and share, it made a big difference. Well, it makes a big difference in your visit because you're actually doing what your doctor has recommended. And of course, then they feel better that you have followed their um, suggestions and instructions. Uh, it has to be frustrating for them also because they end up not knowing what to do with you. Um, I reached a point like that not too long ago and ended up uh, going back to diabetes, uh, the um, diabetes uh, school, shall we call it that. So your management classes? Right. And um, it, it seems sort of redundant having to go over the same thing again, but... I suppose the more time you spend trying to improve, hopefully something sinks in and you get you get a little bit better. Well, when you initially went to your classes, I mean, they're just giving you information. When That's you leave right. those classes, you might follow a regimen for a while and then life happens. Your everyday life sets back in and it's how do I take that information and make it work for me? Because you're different than other people, and those people are different from you who's different from someone else. And going back to um, a management class, I know a lot of people are frustrated and say, why do I have to keep going back? But really, did you not find it helpful that you could say, 
this is some areas that I am now having difficulties with. And, you know, they give you some advice, give you some ideas that you could play with. Was it not an empowering experience to go back and share this with them? That was very embarrassing, actually. Really? Very embarrassing. Uh, Because I looked like I, I hadn't done what I was told to do. And, you know, how can the doctors help you if you don't help yourself? So it was, it but, was very embarrassing. But in what, I, I'm, okay, now I'm just asking and embarrassing. So you're a human being that's having trouble balancing uh, diet, exercise, and medication. You know how many people have trouble balancing just diet and exercise just for general health? So you, were, you shouldn't really be embarrassed rather than I'm here to get help. I mean, it's a different way of looking at it. But well, that's a good way to look at it. You that's know, a very good way to look at it. Instead of being embarrassed because you haven't got what they told you to get, for instance, your totals. And uh, I don't know, possibly I just went into sort of a decline, sort of a, a, another um, slump whereby uh, I was really in denial. But why, why should this disease interrupt my life by taking totals, by having to take medications and having to be checked by doctors constantly because I won't say I'm a bad patient, but I'm certainly not an easy patient. Well, you know, it, it does get trying. And, you know, seeing the doctor um, all the time for various things um, and, you know, meaning keeping yourself healthy. It's monitoring, really. But having to go, and it's something new in your life, or fairly new, having to manage your blood sugars and the food, it does really get exhausting. But doing this is the greater good. You feel Absolutely. better. You feel empowered. And really, you're, you're living a more healthy lifestyle, wouldn't you say, at this point? Absolutely. But on the other hand, you know, I'm 70 years old. Um, I lived a very healthy life up until I was 50, almost 45 to 50 and uh, ate properly, did all the things I was supposed to do. But um, I quit smoking. Unfortunately, I did smoke, but I quit smoking and I put on a tremendous amount of weight. Because, oh, I was such a good girl, I didn't have a cigarette today. I rewarded myself with sweet treats. So Very common thing. Oh, yeah, very it's common disastrous, thing. Though. It's disastrous. And, I, and there was no one else around to say, uh, I think you've had enough of that. Um, you know, you've gone from cigarettes to sweets. I was spending more on cookies than I was on cigarettes, and they're pretty expensive then. Well, having so, said that, though, it was a good thing that you're not smoking, but... Ah, I, th- I wouldn't be here if I hadn't quit. That's well, what the lung specialist told me. However, I did end up with COPD. Well, having said that, though, you it seems that each step of the way you've had some success with your health overall. You quit smoking... Although that you were diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, that you're, you're exercising more, 
You're, you know, finding out what works with you with the food, how to stay away from things that may trigger you to eat things that you shouldn't eat that affect your diabetes, and you're testing your blood sugar. Now, again, I'm going to go back to that because I know that is difficult for most people. So I know that you're testing more because you've shared that with me recently, which is wonderful. How is that working out? How are you keeping that up? How do you motivate yourself to test? Well, it's rather difficult because, again, I'm not at home when the two hours after eating, um, if I have eaten or sometimes I eat later, and then I have to test at that time. If I have other things to do in the afternoon, it's very difficult Um and it sort of falls by the wayside until I get a slap on the wrist and then you get back to reality and start checking every all the time like you're supposed to. The idiotic part of it is that I have notes all over my house what time to test. And unfortunately, <laughs> you get so used to the notes you don't even look at them anymore. So... There's, there's way, there are, there have to be other ways to um, deal with it. And one of the things I believe that you did mention at one point was a wristwatch that had a timer on it, so that you knew when that timer went off that you have to test. It's just a nice reminder that's right there on your wrist, and it travels with you. But you know. Honestly, there are so many things, so many tools to help manage diabetes um, that weren't there before. Uh, It's incredible what's available. I've read um, different tools such as getting a call from a health center or a text reminding you. So if you have your telephone, it reminds you to test. There's um, dogs that will now alert you if if your blood sugars fluctuate high or low. It's amazing the um, support systems that are available to us, but really what works for us, what is successful for us in, in it with a tool. Oh. There are so many things out there. It's just incredible. I watched a very interesting video today on um, a, a type 1 diabetic, who a, a young man who had uh, gotten a dog, and this dog does detect whether he has a low or a high. And it's his companion. He takes this dog everywhere, which is just wonderful. I'm, I mean, the fact that we have these choices and that works for him, it lets him know when a low is coming on or when his sugar starts to, or is elevated, I think is fabulous. The idea of getting a text would work for some people. Remember, did you test your blood sugar? You know, did you record your blood sugar? All these support systems are wonderful in helping us to achieve success and feel empowered in managing our diabetes. So have you looked or or looked at any new tools that may help you in this area? I had mentioned to you about the watch because it's inexpensive. Um, You can just, you know, set a little timer and they have waterproof watches so you can swim with it. It's going to remind you um, to test and I know one of the, the issues you have is lunchtime. Yes, because I, I have a little job now where I'm uh, dog walking. And uh, I'm out walking the dogs at, at you know, that time. So it, it's going to take a little while. And 
lots of concentration and uh, I managed it at one point. So I'm hoping to get back on track and manage it again. And you will. And I'm, you know, walking the dogs is wonderful. You have exercise, you're getting out, you're earning a little bit of money, which is always terrific. But, right. you know, have you thought that maybe that's not the ideal time to walk the dogs? Maybe you want to change the time slightly. You know, if you have that opportunity, not everything has to be about other things other than you. We tend to put ourselves in the back burner and, and say, nope, 12 o'clock, I'm going to do this. Well, maybe 12 doesn't work for you. And if you have the opportunity and the freedom to change it where it suits you in your management, that Absolutely. equals success. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's certainly possible. Right. So, you know, it's all a journey, but you're doing, I have to tell you, Maureen, I'm so um, thrilled that you joined me today and shared because, you know, I know how hard you've worked. And although from time to time we may struggle with certain things, getting back up and, you know, working on it and empowering yourself and being motivated to walk towards success is wonderful. So congratulations on your um, A1C that was lowered. I think that was just spectacular. And the added exercise. I mean, you were at one time um, just down to once a week for swimming and now four times a week. That's incredible. And now, and you're walking dogs. I mean, this is great. You're moving, you're, uh, you know, trying to manage the food, which is always an ongoing struggle. So, uh, you know, congratulations. I think that's spectacular. Well, thank you very much. It really helps when you get a positive um, feedback uh, because, as you said, it is an ongoing, it's an ongoing disease. And uh, I'm hoping to do a little better so that I'm successful. And, and you will, as long as you keep that motivation up and realize that one bad blood sugar, one incident isn't going to define it. You know, it's an ongoing, um, it's an ongoing thing. Every day could be a little bit different, but it's knowing your body, what works for you and going with that. Well, thank you so very much, Anita. This has really been um, a learning experience and with your help, I'm sure I will continue to do uh, better. You've been a wonderful support. Well, thank you, and I Maureen. Never thank you enough. Oh, listen, of course. And I and I know it is a struggle and we all have a journey and it is a very personal thing. Although, you know, medications may be similar. Of course, we all have diets and testing our blood sugars. It, our daily lives look so very different and our bodies are different besides diabetes. So, you know, it is something that we have to learn to balance. But on our terms, what works for us? Because if they tell you to do something and it's not working, then let's look at something else. Let's look at a different way of doing that that you're going to actually do rather than set yourself up for failure. That sounds very positive to me. Well, I'm glad. Well, um, thank you for joining us again. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Take care. You too. Thanks, Maureen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us with Choosing the Balanced Life with Diabetes. Please send me any emails at anita at anitacoach.ca with suggestions, stories, comments, and follow me on Twitter at Anita Westlake.
Thank you.